up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. Saludos, saludos. Welcome, people. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. How you been, bro? I've been chill. Chill? Yeah. Relaxing? Maxing? Maxing, relaxing, chill, sitting chill, chill. and plotting and planning. <laughs> I actually got to finish uh, He-Man uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations. You did? What yes. did you think? Oh, it was amazing. It was really good. I don't know why. I All right, so here's my thing. Here's the thing I got with it. I understand why people hated, didn't like it. Because, really? Yeah, there was a lot of uh, bad reviews. Uh, I guess I don't know if they were just hoping that they just come up with the same satire, repetitive, like, you mean it campy. Was like they thought it was going to be a uh, He-Man storyline? No, they, I think they were think they were assuming it was well. It was a He Man storyline, but I feel not because like, re- he didn't play as big a part in the role. Yeah, like he was. They all right. So here, so here's what the thing obviously the, it felt like there was kind of like um, I'm sorry, I didn't. Yeah, assume, yeah, yeah, I just felt like it was it was uh, t- uh, Tila. Yeah, the whole thing was premised on Tila. Yeah. So from what I understand, that uh, from some of the reviews I read, I guess people were assuming it was going to be more He Man focused. And it was gonna be more of like the one, how the show came out in the eighties, mm-hmm. which was real campy, cheesy, like all the other cartoons that did it, that came out at that time. This one, what I liked about it was like it was it was not even called He Man; it was called Masters of the Universe. Yeah. So it was revolving around the lore of the their planet, the, the planet, the power, the, the gray skull, yeah, and everything around it. And it was amazing. And, yeah. And I felt it gave a lot more depth to Adam, to He Man, to I'll spoil a little bit. The part of season two, uh, part two of the show, he says that that um, uh, the sword is just just like it's a, a conduit. It's a, a way to control it. It's kind of like a Harry Potter's wand. Yeah, and he was like, I, I still have it in me, <laughs> and he went straight fucking Hulk and busted everybody's ass yeah. in the midst of it. And I liked it. It was it was That's great. Thing, but it's it's interesting little tidbits to that story because you know obviously. When you can add little nuances to a world or the power, then it, it becomes like its own thing. It becomes like more textural, like it, it's real, or not real, but obviously more something you can actually visualize better. So it's interesting that there is a little bit more nuance to it versus just because all it was before was just oh man, uh, you know, Skeletor is coming at us. You know, let me hold, let me, let me turn into He Man, and then all of a sudden that's it. Yeah. I, I beat him. No, this was way more. Uh, details and i love more depth into yeah, it yeah because i also loved how um evil lynn was just like just not having it and yeah. i loved it like, like a scorned woman yeah but it was just cool <laughs> because it was just showing you like she you know she was under this guy's thumb this whole time but she yeah. you know she had this ability she had this power on her own but you know she just always just kind of subjugated herself to it yeah be submissive yeah because of grace call uh skeletor yeah skeletor so, but that's not, it was like a lot more to the story, background, who these characters were. You know, again, I mean, it's a story that we loved as kids. Yeah. But when we were kids, we didn't really demand much as far as we just were just happy with it. For what we got. Yeah. But and now, I guess now that we're older, we're, we, we're taking on anything that comes up new or something that would be referred to as like nostalgic TV shows or movies that... Either, either some people, some true fans, some fans want it. I just want the, just give me the updated like visuals, give me the same story. The thing is, even, even those fans have to admit if they were just to give the same uh, campy nostalgia stuff, they might like it, but they're not gonna want more of it. They're gonna want maybe like one season to be like once the nostalgia wears off, they're it's gonna be it. done with it. So and this one doesn't. This brings it. Yeah, like, I want to br- see what happens if they. No, oh, yeah, the way they ended too. it, I was like, "What? I want to see what that what that's about." Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying. It's like it just they're they're taking what we grew up as kids with nostalgia and, and adding more context to it. Like honestly, I was watching a video that broke down GI Joe, and like all the details of all the background like where every all the characters are from. I'm like, man, we really. When I was a kid, I didn't appreciate any of that. Yeah. So, I don't think they went into depth like this. Well, they did, but they, we didn't. We we really weren't focused on it as much. Yeah. I think. Well, do you think they were more? Because mm-hmm. I think this show was more story driven than anything, mm-hmm. than or like world building driven than all the ones that we did. Because they made have made have mentioned in the original GI Joe shows, like, oh, this guy's from here, but they didn't touch on it, like giving them um, any depth. You get me? It was like. 
this is Joe from wherever he's yeah, I mean, they'll just provide information and just keep it moving, just giving all the action. Well, it was fast paced for little kids for yeah. business, but obviously, yeah. The fact that they had the background was just a mystery. Like, well, for example, um, and I don't know if you caught this, maybe I maybe I misheard it, that uh He Man's mother is from Earth. Yeah. I was like, I think so. That was like such a weird little detail. And I'm like, did I was that always the case? I was like, did I miss as a kid? I didn't realize that his mom was from Earth. Maybe, maybe, maybe something that we overlooked because of it. But, but, it, it, but again, it adds another so, layer to the story. Yeah, no, of course. And this also brings into question is because this fell under the radar for me. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't under the radar as in, in the sense of um, I needed to watch it. It just like I knew it was coming out. It came out and I was like, oh, it was on my back. Burn. It was like yeah, at the yeah. bottom of the list. And then uh, one of our cousins, John, he sent me he's like, yo, did you see part two trailer? I'm like. To what he was like, he man. He was like, he he'll send me the link, and I was like, this shit looks fucking badass. Yeah. Let me get into it. And so then you vouched it. You like, yo, you have to watch this. I was like, all right. Oh yeah, I watched. So the- I, I, did, I did it all in one sitting. Yeah. And then this comes into question. I was like, how many shows are I would you would consider underrated? What's an underrated show you would refer would request somebody to see then? I'll say it one more time. Um, would it be an underrated show? Underrated show. Yeah, something that would people like. Either you're super big fans of it, that you, like one that comes up to, on the top of my head would be Superstore. Okay, I I, th- I think it's underrated. I think it's funny and it has its campiness and it has its storyline, but I don't think that many people know about it because it was in the middle of like Brooklyn Nine Nine. It I think it came out during um, when Parks and Rex was out, so those were dominating that. That almost sitcom comedy slots that they were trying to use. Okay. So I feel like Superstar is one of them. Well, I think um, there's also like with the what was the other one with um, a good place. A good place is to party down is another. That's with uh, Adam Scott. That was like uh, that's an old one. That was an old one, but it was funny though. That well, was it was hilarious, but it was an old. Yeah, that's an old one. And I think was, they're bringing it back too. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know if they're bringing. Yeah, it I remember back. reading something the other day about them wanting to do another thing about it, but um. You know, I think it's completely underrated that I love watching and I've told you about it before and I and I watch it whenever you get a chance is uh um Tacoma Tacoma P D. Tacoma P D oh the the It's a oh, it's oh, is it F D. F is it F D yeah FD, sorry. I'm yeah, like Tacoma. Fire, I'm like I know I think it was fire, fire department, department yeah. yeah. So yeah, because it ba- basically what it is is like super troopers um were like, Well, let's make a, like they basically the guys from Super Troopers were like, Let's make a sitcom but instead of doing it uh, based on the cops that they originally started from, they decided to go with fire department. And I think it worked out lovely. I think the show itself is hilarious. Um, so I, but I rarely see anybody who talks about it or, or seen it. And it has to be like true fans. to be like that were in love with Reno 99. Uh, I think because there's a lot of people who liked, uh, not Reno 91, but uh, uh, what was uh, it? Uh, Super Troopers. Super Troopers. It's not even Reno. that because I know so many people that love Super Troopers that never watch it. It's just that. I don't know. Sometimes, like for example, uh, there was a movie that they made. It wasn't as funny as their other previous movies, but I thought it was worth watching. It was called um, something uh, Salmon, uh, where basically it was the same people from Super Troopers, same people from Tr- Club Dread, and they started a. a it, were, it was all like Dead other, Lizard. No, no, no. Well, what's it called? Yeah, Dead, Dead Lizard, Lizard Club. Per- yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, where they were all working in a restaurant. Oh, okay. And it was it was funny. I don't think it was as funny as those, but definitely worth a watch. And it was called yeah. Salmon Something. Um, but it you it, know what one that fell under the radar that mm-hmm. was super underrated, but now I guess due to uh, the pandemic and people were staying home, that mm-hmm. blew up crazy was Shit's Creek, and people were just oh I not, not about it. <laughs> Nobody was about it when no, it first came it, out. It, and, it, it blew up when, so much. And then when people got home and they, they had like the four or five seasons that they made, I think they made a fifth yeah, season. Yeah, that's funny. It's like, it's 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 David. And that's what I was really hoping that, I'm still hoping, because I still haven't seen too much of him yet, but I'm hoping this, uh, that uh, um, this guy's son, who Eugene plays David. Eugene yeah. Eugene, what is his name? Eugene something. Yeah. Um, he's the son of, of the, guy, the father we all know from American Pie, which is from uh, Schitt's Creek, that I was hoping that he blows up because I think he's, He's got good comedic comedic timing. I think he's you know funny and he's animated, so I really hope you know I see him in a lot more movies because uh, I think he just he has a presence. Dan in, Levy. Dan Levy, yeah, I think he has a presence that I think would work for oh, yeah. for a lot of movies. 
So I was really hoping to see him more after Shit's Creek blew up. I was really hoping to see him a lot more in other movies, which I might still, you know, we're still waiting to see what happens. Yeah, um, I think he's, at this point with that success, I think he's going to he's gonna wait. I'm assuming if I was him, I would wait a little bit. Yeah. Just because I don't want to pick up roles that are just like Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. And and then pick up something that's maybe a little bit different, off a little bit off center from what they saw. Yeah. So you could have that variety to that range that you want people to be like, oh, I could do comedy, I could do TV show comedy, but I could do big uh, big screen comedy, or I could do yeah. something a little bit more serious or dramatic or more not action based. I I don't see him like action, but I see him like more. If he could take on more serious roles, if he can, if he does. Well, the one thing I want to see t- uh, as far as what your original question was, which is uh stuff that gets uh, um, underrated. And I yeah. think I'm going to say it as a whole versus one is most Korean TV shows. Oh, hell yes. Because uh, like when, when, um, and I, I believe it's, it's also Korean, but when Squid Games blew up, like everybody's like, oh my, Squid Games. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I saw the Squid Games. I loved it. But in my head, I'm like, this, this is equally as good. It's not the Kingdom. color. As Kingdom or as uh, as uh, Alice in Borderland, uh, yeah. When all right, so that's what's funny because uh, one of my best friends, he was he was never into foreign films. He was mm-hmm. never into foreign films or like he was always like I don't know. Like, I I don't think he's he he doesn't like subtitles that much. Okay. And when I watched when Squid Game first came out, when Parasite first came out, mm-hmm. I was like, watch Parasite. This is this is your type of movie, like. He's re- he likes movies that are real, like more realistic or grounded, yeah, structured and like super futuristic. He doesn't like like fantasy, he doesn't want something like it's real life. So I was like, Watch Parasite, and he was like, No, I'm, I don't know, it's it's what it was it from. I'm like, Oh, it's a Korean film, it's subtitled, but you have to watch it. The, the storyline and visuals are beautiful, like how everything has been put together. And he was like, No, he held off on it. He was like, I'm not gonna watch it. So then Squid King comes out. And the day he comes out, I watched it. And I was like, watch Squid Game. He's like, uh, I'm like, this is your show. This is a show that you're going to binge watch in two days. Just go watch it. He's like, no, no, no. And then I probably like two, three weeks later when it was blowing up, one of his coworkers or two or three of his coworkers was like, oh, have you watched Squid Game? He was like, what's that? And he was like, oh, my boy Tony told me about it like weeks ago. And he I just never did. He watched it. That same day, he watched like the first two episodes. Like, <laughs> bro, he texted me like, "Yo, bro, what the fuck you put me on?" And I'm like, "I got you, bro. I got you." I'm like, "Finish it." And he watched it in like three days. He watched the whole thing, and he was like, "Do you have any more?" I'm like, "Parasite, go to Hulu, Parasite." He goes, "Once you're done with that one, I got you." Like, I was, I'm gonna put you on Old Boy. It's a little bit out there, and it's it's very psychological horror. And then after that, I was, gonna, I might put him to Hellbound a little mm. bit. It's a little bit. Uh, mystical on that side, but I then putting into the new ones. You didn't even go to the old ones yet. No, that, I'm putting into current ones so he could he could understand because if you go older, uh, the pacing's a little bit more uh, subtle or, or slower. Well, that's another one. We didn't because I, I last time I talked to you, you had not watched Hellbound, so you finished watching Hellbound. I'm I'm like towards the end of it. I'm like one episode away, and then it's like <laughs> ah, I'm just waiting for it. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I, I I put him onto the screen. I'm like. It, and I'm like, all right, so if you want to do that one, if you want more action, go to like District B-13. It's French. Mm-hmm. They did an American version. Don't watch that one. Watch the French version. Which is weird because they got, the the got like some of the same actors and it still didn't play as well. Yeah, and then I'm like, if you want more action, go to Raid or Raid 2. Those are amazing action Korean movies. I'm like, He's never he, seen any of these? He's never seen no foreign wow. movies. He 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 does he doesn't watch much TV or movies. If he does, he does like if he watches TV. I know like the shows he watched was like The Wire. He watches um he's he's watching a new one called Dope Sick. Uh, it's about yeah I like, know it's about, about doctors. I think it has uh, Michael Keaton in it. Yeah, so mm. he's watching that one. Uh, so he was like he was like all right I'm I'm on to these shows right now. I'm like bro, you need to watch foreign movies. Cause they will it blow just, your it's fucking a different, mind. It's a different way to tell a story. Cause that's why it bothers me. Like uh, I wasn't even. Um, it was. It was my. Friend, it was Jose that got me onto Kingdom, and I remember he was like, "Hey, listen, I got this. You know, me and the other girl, me and our other friends, get together. We're gonna watch the new season that comes out. And if you want to join us, binge watch all that. And I started binge watching literally the entire thing. And I remember, I'm like in my head, I'm like, I don't know why this doesn't blow up as much. Cause I'm like, people talk about uh, uh, um, um, Game of Thrones. When essentially Kingdom essentially has a lot of that kind of uh, 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 royal politics and stuff like that, yeah. and what people do to to sustain their power, 
type thing. But then they talk about Walking Dead, and this has a huge uh, zombie, zombie influence to it. But there's obviously the zombie po- rules in this one are completely different than any other zombie movie that you've seen. It actually makes it way more interesting. Yeah. Um, I put so, him on, try to put him on to uh, Train to Busan. Train to Busan? Train to Busan? Yeah. yeah I, try, I was like, if you, he's like, he doesn't fuck with zombie movies that much. I'm like, I know you don't watch it though. I, I'm, I have a list of like 10 movies he has to watch. Yeah. I'm like, you need to watch them. Most, I want to say like 90% of them is all subtitled. Very few are dubbed, but you want just watch it. Just honestly, you're gonna, I, you're I gonna thank me later. And these are just, and that's the thing. These are movies that that are popular in other countries that fall mm. under the radar in ours. And that's funny because once Squid Game came out, people were like, "Tony, did you watch Alice in Borderland?" I'm like, "All right, I'm waiting you're for season." We watched. I watched it a few months ago. <laughs> I yeah. binged that. The only one that I haven't watched, and that was my fault, is Kingdom. And okay. I know you mentioned it, and yeah. that's just been on my. I'm watching seven different shows, so I try to d- dedicate one day to yeah. that show, either finish or get as far as I can, and then the next day I dedicate to another show, so yeah. it doesn't overlap. But once I watch it, it's gonna take, it's gonna take a. Slot I try to watch them the minute that I like a first season comes because you know it's obviously difficult to be like man binge watch like five six seasons. I'm like, you know, you don't know if you're gonna be in that kind of mood, so you like. But the minute you see a brand new show comes out like Hellbound, one season out, and I'm like. Psh- I'm watching it just because yeah. I, I can absorb it in one day and see if I want to watch the next season like that, as opposed to trying to catch up to like five seasons or something. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, definitely Kingdom, um, Alice in Borderland. Cannot wait for that one. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. I, I liked uh, uh, Home Sweet. Is it or whatever? Home Sweet Home. Is Home Sweet Home or Home Sweet the one with a? Uh, it's like where like demons are. It's like a weird sickness versus demons type thing in the in the world. Um, it was cool, like visual. I could see the the manga or comic book type thing for it, but um, oh, sweet home, sweet home, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was definitely fun watch. That was a good one too. Yeah. So that's there's a lot of fun. and the th- weird thing is, is like even when I watch it dubbed, I read it because yeah. the, the I it, watch everything. I watch I, anything I watch is subtitled. Doesn't matter if it's English, Spanish. Oh no, but I, I like to do that, especially with foreign films, because um, the translation is different. It's, it's very different. Yeah, like. You'll read the translation that they they write down because obviously the the context the text uh, of a movie usually tends to be more accurate. Yeah. Even though maybe it might not make sense in English. Uh, yeah, because when they dub it, they try to condense it as much as they can. They try to condense it. They try to put it in maybe context we might understand better. So it's interesting to read uh, what they're saying versus what they're saying to see yeah. what they're actually trying to portray in the show. <laughs> I don't know. I find that fun. Yeah. So. That's gonna be fun. So yeah, so guys, definitely if you if you love Squid Games and you love if you want to start t- touching on a lot of more Korean films or TV shows, we have Hellbound. These are on Netflix right now: Sweet Home, Hellbound, The Kingdom. Um, I think Train to Busan is on Amazon Prime that you can rent, and Old Boy. Don't know where you could find it somewhere and. And then if you so want old, more, it's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. But they did a re, they did a they did an Americanized version with, with um, uh, Josh Borland. Josh mm-hmm. and it, Samuel Jackson. And it did okay mm. uh because they did pay respect to the original, but it doesn't touch it from the storyline perspective that the the, the mind fuckery that you get from Well, the, of course, you know, and that's one thing I don't like when they do these kind of I mean, I get that they want to bring it to the states in a sense. But I, I think that because, for example, I never liked when they I didn't like when they did the uh, American version of uh, let the let me let me in. Yeah, I didn't because it was French. Was it French? No, it was a sweet a Swedish. Swedish, Swedish, yeah. Um, and which I, again, I probably would have never watched it if it wasn't for um, uh, my cousin Mikey. And then um, they went to take me to like some kind of foreign film thing. I was like, I'd never even heard of it. Yeah. But when I saw it, I was like blown away. And then when they did the American version, I'm like, oh, they. They softened it. Like, they did not give you the full impact of what she was going on. And you're yeah. like, uh, you feel like people were getting cheated from it. Yeah, true. Uh, okay, guys. So, yeah, so that's another one. Let me in. Yeah. It's a Swedish. Do you have any other ones that you want to suggest <laughs> while we're here? Fuck it. Oh, man. Uh, Dark is on Netflix. These are a lot that's, of that's Netflix. Uh, that's German. Foreign? German, yeah. Okay. German. It, 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 it falls into a lot of uh, time travel and time warping. Mm-hmm. Rain is another one. Is another foreign one. Um, 
Yeah, so that's it. That's it. Those, these are all Netflix. The, you, I'll say it like this. This Netflix is what I was saying about the whole foreign film thing about it. Because I love, I grew up watching movies. I grew up watching, you know, TV shows, stuff like that. And I loved them. I loved all the movies I grew up with. I absolutely loved that. Even the bad ones, to a certain degree, I enjoyed. Um, but I, the reason I started, like, getting into foreign films is because in the States here, we have a certain way of telling stories, which works for us. Yeah, but then once you watch enough movies, you start understanding the like what they're gonna do, and you start predict, being able to it predict. Becomes it becomes too much, too much of a trope. There's like it's gonna it's, follow like a pattern all the it's time. It's gonna follow a pattern because uh, I guess we no matter how creative a uh, d- uh, director something can be here, I feel like in America we still kind of follow some kind of like standards, standards or practice uh, like how a story is gonna be told. And when you watch a movie, a uh, uh, movie from another country. They follow different standards and practices when it Some comes to that. Some of them don't follow their own, follow rules. They just go with. But that's what I'm saying. But that in their country, that's how the, like the story is acceptable. Like yeah. to this day, the the first I think the first foreign movie that I can remember that really kind of threw me off. Like I never, it was a very it was told differently. Yeah, was uh, the werewolf one. Uh, it was a French movie, uh, the Brotherhood of the Wolf. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, you have. I think you have. It's a super old movie, but it was basically like a French movie where. Um, they were trying to hunt down a wolf and then come to find out there was people that were in control of the wolf. And it was like, and uh, it had the guy from um, the last villain from uh, John Wick, the chef. Oh, okay. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, that he was a very, he's a master martial arts guy. Yeah. Um, he was an Iron Chef. Yeah, in this movie, he was like an Indian. He was like a, he was literally all native. Like he literally had the, the hairdress and everything like that. And him and his partner, who was a hunter, we're trying to figure out what was going on. And it was it was an old movie, but then I found that it was a French movie, and it was very... Mark Dukaskis? Yeah. And it was very... It's sold completely different than most yes. American movies. Okay. Even though that was very action-based. So, I don't okay. know. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's just... You're looking for a different way to tell a story so you can be surprised by it. Yeah. All right. So, talking about different stories, and, and a lot of the things we did mention was yeah. Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, Netflix did come up uh, getting two new movies... That are coming to Netflix. the f- The most recent one is the Chains, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, sequel. S- okay. So th- it f- is going to follow the original 1974 movie, kind of skipping all the other five installments that they did in between. And and this is from the director. the the same The same character is in the movie Chain- mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw. So it's not like a reimagining of Texas Chainsaw Massacre is following the original. So he's going to be around 70 years old. And from the premise of what the director was saying was that um, it's going to be like a young group of adults that are moving into his town and trying to open in a business, I guess, to gentrify it, I'm assuming. And the idea was that he, because he had a mask, he did the killings that day, whatever happened that day. He took off the mask and tried to leave a, live a normal life and be happy and be a good person until these people come in and try to disrupt that his peace. And that's when he has to put the mask back on. <laughs> you know, what's really funny is like um, I'm down for it. It's just funny because like now the, the villains in these movies are like in their 70s. Because think about it like um, Jason. Well, uh, 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 Michael, Myers. Michael Myers like was like super gray hair. Yeah. Yeah. Old guys. <laughs> it's like. Now it's like uh, the attack of the boomers. Um, so do you? Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. No, no. It's a, it, it, I like the idea, and I think, that, and I'm noticing. No, that I like that, the idea for that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, and people are shitting on it because it was supposed to come to theaters, but now Netflix picked it up. So there was a lot of people like, "Why is it going straight to Netflix? Why isn't it going to theater? Is the story not strong enough? Is the movie because horror movies don't make money in the theater." That's one thing. That's true. That's that's let's actually. Be, a good let's point. be honest. Like, I mean, like, really, what um, what horror movies have been coming out lately in the theater yeah. that we know are becoming as popular? Because it used to be that every other week there was another horror movie and it was cool and it was fun. But no, um, think about it. Like, if you go to Shutter, yeah. a dedicated channel for horror movies, there are movies in there that you've never heard of. Why is that? That's weird. How would I, that, why is all these and some of them are good too. Exactly. They're really good they're really. and they're like that, but we don't hear about them because again, horror movies are not as marketable as they used to be. And so now you don't really, they, they just, they're fringe in a sense. So you have to look yeah. for them. So like even a movie like that with a big name sake like that, 
um, it's not getting the recognition it should. Like it, it go ends up going to, and the thing is, it's not that all. Like for example, I think the horror movies that, that start getting more popularity in the theater still, yeah, is stuff like um, uh, The Conjuring. Yeah, Insidious and all that. Yeah, but that's more just spirit based and a lot of uh, CGI and a lot of stuff like that. But old, like the the hardcore slasher, bloody gore, gore things like that. Those kind of old school horror movies, you don't hear about them anywhere. Not much. I don't. Do you? And this came into and this and, the, and this is another question I had mm-hmm. in mind, and I wanted to bring it up to you. So, based on the last ten decade, the last decade, ten decades, you know, hundred years, mm-hmm. no, the last decade, or maybe. Two, because a lot of these uh, um, these movies that are coming out are franchise movies, movies that, that were super popular, 70s, 80s, maybe early 90s, like how we had Candyman, we had uh, Halloween with Michael Myers, now we have the Tucky TV show, now we're having Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Do you think that this generation is going to have his, their staple horror franchise created for, uh, currently now? You think they're gonna? You think you oh, think you think there's there's one that's been created because I know the Conjuring. You think, uh, are they gonna create their own boogeyman for this? Yeah, this for this generation. generation. That's something that's gonna. And we're tra- talking about Generation Z at this point. This Z X. No, we technically I'm X in a sense, right? Because X is before millennials. Oh, so oh yeah, so yeah, so then be millennials, late millennials, because millennials at they were at their 80s, so they still grew up. So it will be Gen Zers. Yeah, it's not Gen Zs. Um. Yeah, I think they will follow it, or late millennials. I think, I mean, I'm hoping they have the budget, but I think there's going to be somebody who comes out with a creative new idea that has to do with more modern-day kind of horror stories. Because the problem is, remember... No, we have Jordan Peele that does a lot of social commentary through his but horror again, aspect. His, but I, and he his would, characters he, don't become iconic. Most he, characters yeah, don't become iconic right now. Do you think that at this time, is there going to be anybody that's going to be iconic to, to transcend... transcend for the next 30 years as we have with what we grew up with. Mm. Um, and that's, and I was asking that question. And I'm like, it was super difficult because we have like, the only thing I could think about that came out in the last decade, 10 years, 15 would be like the conjuring series. Uh, and the Annabelle series. I don't know if it falls under the conjuring too. We had like paranormal activity. I think the series. closest thing we've had, I think in the, the closest thing we've had, um, in the last ten years, I want to say, or maybe whatever, it'll be Annabelle, because that's a doll. That's not your, really, that's, but Annabelle literally has no, does not do anything. It's just a doll. Like, yeah, it, it was more of a doll. Com- but the even the last move. one, yeah, even the last one was a comedy more than anything. It's a TV show. Um, <laughs> what was you say? Um, I think the closest thing we've had in the la- in in a while has been the Strangers, maybe, and that's more than ten years ago. I think. Yeah, um, that falls into that's close to twenty at this point. Um, and also, uh, but, and the thing is, it's not really considered like that kind of horror, but, um, then you have, um, purge purge, yeah, but, but this that's is more of just a, an event and it, but that's more of an event than that one iconic person that you just scared of. The, that's the what I'm saying. Become, I, I think we're so, okay. So, so then I, I you think, think it's, it's so becoming more of, of an um, idea. Rocky than the horror picture, it's becoming more Rocky horror picture show versus. Jason and Freddie. The reason I say that is because Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, was a group. Like, you know, there was a group thing. An ensemble, dress, you know, ensemble of, of cast, so you can dress like almost anybody. And that, that celebrated that. And I think about it. We that's how we become now, where we're 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 more focused on ensembles, like purge characters and, and purge or pra- characters in squid games. You know, it's become more of an ensemble of cast versus one person so that we want to... That they're scared of. Exactly, that we become iconic. So then, I don't think it will fall under ensemble because the Purge series, they, they other than uh, that uh, was a Frank Grillo, that they followed him within three or four films, mm-hmm. and the first one was just Ethan Hawke by himself. So I think that it's what is happening is the idea is transcending from film to film and beyond, going beyond that than one iconic character now. That's what, that's what becomes ensemble. Like, no, mean, but I'm thinking when you say ensemble, I'm thinking the same cast is pushed. Like I'm thinking American okay. Horror Story is the same cast is put in a different situation, different names, different titles, whatever is the same cast. I'm thinking the idea of purge mm-hmm. is like the idea of this one singular event that's happening that people could do whatever. It's conjuring this one soul that's transcending through family, fam that's transferring from a used to be at a home now it's following a family and it's, and this lineage because it's going from family member to family member almost like. Um, 
the uh, what is it? I just said a paranormal activity mm-hmm. where they were like, oh, it was this daughter's, but they was really trying to get to the the daughter's daughter or whatever it is. So I think it's an idea, the idea of what the entity is or what the idea of what they're trying to uh, put together in that horror series is is trying to be the uh, iconic person than an actual singular singular figure that you could point at. And I think that's it's hard. It's hard to is going to be hard to transition or have somebody to take that role because one, it's like it has to be strikingly horrific to to create a conversation, and two, it's going to be even more difficult because now you're going to be compared to Freddy, Jason, Michael, Chucky, Candyman, Hellraiser. Hellraiser is getting another another series update. So you like you already anybody that comes in now, they're like this is going to be the new Michael of this generation. They're like now you have to compete with anything that came out in the last thirty years that has to hold their zone. My prediction prediction is the predictions are coming. Yes, what's what do you say? What do you say? So I think if you want to create an iconic character for this generation, it can't be a Jason, uh, Jason or 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 uh, Michael Myers. It can't be a silent killer because right now we're very about ostentatious, right? Yeah. So I think it has to be a type of Freddy Krueger villain, where very very charming, very jokey, very but still sinister enough to scare the hell out of you. Um, where it could be more of a combination of like what you like, basically like TikTok. Imagine TikTok videos mixed with Saw, with a charming character who perpetuates it. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's gonna be have to be somebody who Saw is one of them. That's a, that's a good one now that because you just well Saw Saw's old. Saw at this point Saw is Saw is like it's no, pretty but old. Spiral. Spiral was the last one. That yeah, but Spiral doesn't again doesn't create a uh, didn't create it, but it just went off the fucking same thing. Went off the idea of what Saw is, then, and, but then also the didn't create an iconic character in itself. No, um, but like I said, it has to be. It's gonna have to be somebody who is vo- uh, boisterous, ostentatious, um, cynical, like in the sense charming. of charming, like, charming in sense. But I think um, like he's, he has to be like. The- but also, it's gonna make you do things that you you know that you normally would probably do for let's say like popularity but then also kill you for it like it's gonna have to punish you I feel for like what there you, is one what but it has to be like, it's super under the radar that's been going on for years that yeah. un, like how we just talked about like underrated it has to be an underrated horror I, movie i think the reason that's though, came that, in the last 10 years so i i think the reason that there are characters where i mentioned it but they've all been grounded and i think that's right now the generation we have is everything has to be grounded yeah has to make sense but i think for it to become iconic like that it has to be it can't I be think, an anti-hero. Has to no, it has, sh- to, has to go beyond. I think it's going to have to be something somewhat supernatural. Um, but you have to make it somebody people like. Yeah. So, again, it's going to have to be a Freddy Krueger character who makes people perform Saw-type routines in a TikTok-type environment. Yeah. That's well-placed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's fucking... Yeah. But on to other mm. movies that are coming to Netflix. Yeah. So, uh, this one is... Uh, very, I just found out about it, and it's been in the works since 2006, or in discussion is, um, a live action Mega Man movie, is was in production since 2006, and we're trying to work on the scripts and everything else with it, and now it's headed to Netflix. Uh, so it's coming to Netflix. They do have, um, and we talked about this. They do have. Um, the the writer and director is uh, Henry Joust and Ariel Schumann, mm-hmm. and they've both worked on uh, Paranormal Activities franchise. So they are the director and writer of that show, and I think they have one of the writers for uh, what movie? The Batman. He was one of the co-writers of Batman, mm-hmm. the Batman, the with Robert Pattinson. He's gonna be co-write. He's gonna be one of the writers of the movie. So it's going to be grounded? I feel like it's going to be grounded. Because you know Mega Man, is, it's about Dr. Light, that he creates a, a kid, a robotic kid-like figure, and he's, has to buy, he has to battle like eight mega robots uh, created by Dr. Wily. So I don't know how grounded it's going to be. But I do, and I hope they don't fuck it up, but I think that they have somewhat grounded because they're coming from parent, so coming from a, a horror aspect, and I think more horror movies lately are, are a little bit more grounded than previously, which mm-hmm. we just talked about. 
And then now you have one of the writers for Batman, which is supposed to be the most grounded Batman there is from the, from production mm. uh, people writing about the production of the movie and and behind the scenes stuff. So I'm I'm wanting, I'm waiting to see because I don't know if I want it too campy. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be too much of a kids movie, but then I don't want it to be like hardcore grounded that you don't you lose the essence of what was Mega Man from the video game. You know what would be cool is if instead of because. Like you said, it's a kid-like person, right? Kid-like yeah. robot, and it'd be cool. You can find the probably a kid that can probably do pull off the, the the acting ability, but it would probably be more interesting if they were to take like a like a very well-known adult actor, de-age them, and put them into the role, so they can do something a little bit more like adult, like something a little bit more like uh, gritty. And How like, much older though? Well, not necessarily their, their age, but somebody with uh, with good acting chops. That because obviously, if you use a kid, I think that starts to become questionable how how gritty the sh- it can be. Yeah. But okay. if you was to get somebody a little older who also is an established actor, like you know, and then put him in that role, that would be an interesting way to kind of make a gritty character. The best way I could think about it, if they do like Alita, that's what I mean. That's exactly what I was thinking when I when I thought about it. Like it, it would, it could have been if they do it. It's like a Mega Man, probably, let's say uh, mid twenties, mm-hmm. mid mid twenties, and it was discarded. Like yeah. just li- literally like Alita, just rebuilt Alita, li- a different version, yeah. and just have it as Mega Man. That's what I mean. It's like you you get basically like, an, like and not to say that he's ever gonna be an adult, but just just so that you can kind of make him more grounded, more like hardcore. And bloody in a sense too, because obviously you, you know it's gonna be weird to put an actual kid in that role like that. Like even Tom well, Holland, who's in, in his twenties, to do something like that, I feel like. How people, about Kickass, which uh, Chloe? But they did it with more of a comedic role, which is I get. It. And the thing is, what has happened to her since then? She came out with like two, three movies. Carrie, which was shit. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to say. Is like. You know, it's something that people watch, and people watch, but they don't. I don't know. They don't seem like as accepting. Um, but imagine, like, imagine if there was just put like an actor like uh, um, um, uh, the guy from No Country for Old Men. Oh damn! <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, like it, him in that role. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mega Man has never been so scary. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> like an old age one. Like they just put them in the. But young this face. is I don't know how 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 gritty they're gonna go or are they gonna mm. uh, either age him or mm. or try no more to than keep like it. they're gonna get a kid actor. Um, I think is Mega Man is a, is is a. I, I can't see them going too gritty because then then they can't uh, they can't sell it to kids. Yeah, and that's what they want to do. They're gonna obviously it's a it's a it's a. It's a robotic kid, so yeah, you're gonna want to sell it to kids. So I don't see them going too greedy with it. No, I think it's gonna fall on the line. Like it uh, won't go past uh, the boys. Just to say that. Oh no, I don't think it's gonna touch that. Yeah, so I think I don't think it's ever gonna go past the boys. So boys is like your your line where you can probably sell it to uh, older kids, but still sell it to kids. Yeah. Oh, like uh, was it uh, Brightburn a little bit? That, that's that's pushing it too much too. Even Brightburn, I sure should have felt. I felt it should have been darker. You should <laughs> damn. Yeah, a little bit. Little bit. <laughs> oh man. And so all right, next movie. And this one is it caught me off guard and I'm like, why are they why are they making this movie? So we we talked a lot about uh recently off off podcast is that are there really any true Thanksgiving movies? And the only one that we could come up with that happened to be within the Thanksgiving uh, time frame, calendar time frame, where it would happen would be Dutch, and uh, uh, and this is age. This is an age. Uh, tr- uh, was it trains, planes, and automobiles? Yeah, planes, trains, and automobiles. That's another one that falls. John Candy. Yeah, yeah, falls into the Thanksgiving. So this one. So I want to say back in 2016. Um, there was a TikTok or like a, Va- a Vine or something Facebook that went viral. Mm-hmm. So this talks about uh, this grandmother texts uh, a family member like, hey, don't forget uh, Thanksgiving is at my house. 
uh, bring whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was a wrong number. She texts her army and the guy goes, who is this? And he goes, this is grandma. Mm-hmm. And he goes, prove it, send me a picture. And it was, and it was a white lady. She sends a picture and, and the, pers- the re- person receiving the message was a person of color, a black guy. He goes, that's not my grandma. But he's like, he's a picture of me. He goes, but can it come through? And she was like, I'm a grandma for everybody. Come through. Oh, nice. So, so ever since then, they created this, fr- this, this, this friendship and this bond and mm-hmm. relationship that they would meet up every year for Thanksgiving. And there, yeah. there was pictures of like 2006, they first, they first met. Then 2017, he had like a girlfriend and she came along and went to them. So every year uh, they, they had Thanksgiving together and, and between them they met or whatever. They just created a great relationship. And at, I think the father, the, the lady, the grandmother or the grandfather passed away last year due to uh, COVID complications. And I guess people love that story. It's like just out of pure, pure randomness that you text a wrong number, you 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 meet somebody that's in your life now that made an impact that you created this relationship that most likely is in the last lifetime. Mm-hmm. And they're cre- recreating that story on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Just by something that went viral. I mean, I guess I I. Something I love that I don't want the story. I love the story. I think the story is absolutely awesome. I just don't know how you can tell it be like tell it for an hour and a half. It could you could tell it in an hour and a half. You think you think you could take an hour and a half to tell that story? Yes, I think it would because like, you're gonna have to I put th- a lot of like those condescending uh, uh, um, people in the show. Like, what are you doing? Who are you inviting? Why? Like, which I don't even know if those existed for this situation, but like. You know, either in her family or his family. What are you doing? Why are you going to, like, there's going to be the awkwardness? Like, why are you going to this lady? I thought they're like, going to add. They're going to add some a message that didn't need it. No, it's. Gonna, I think the theme is going to be all about family and togetherness, and that strangers that don't know each other could create a bond mm-hmm. that 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 goes beyond whatever their normal lifestyles or normal circles. Yeah. It is. So I think this, and I'm going to do a prediction. I feel like this is going to be coming to how they first met, and then. I feel that there's going to be life milestones that they met together, struggles, obstacles that they had to contact each other to overcome because she's going to come in along as a grandmother role, MP, supportive, nurturing, caring, concerned. And then he's going to be most likely somebody that if he has that family member, maybe that he's like, I have my grandmother, my biological grandmother that, that, that uh that takes me in and helps me whatever but i also have this adoptive grandmother that took me in without knowing me and have that bond with her and then yeah. ultimately it's going to commonly that I, sadly i feel like that at the moment that the dad passes away and just continue the story from there like that's where it's going to end like he passed away but we're still together regardless of the fact because we're still family i mean i guess i can see as long as it's built up like an unpredictable friendship like yeah, um, I think this was gonna be. There's a movie out that I didn't get a chance to watch, but it's about with Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish. Ooh, you didn't know that one? No, I did not know about that one. Yeah, I forgot the name. So basically, the premise that I've watched in the trailer is that Tiffany Haddish, I guess, uh, Billy Crystal in the movie, he's like obviously this retired comedian, and or, or I'm not sure, actor, comedian, or something like that. And I guess Tiffany Haddish's boyfriend at the time was a big fan, so she paid to have. She paid for her boyfriend to have lunch with him, uh-huh. but something happened where I guess I don't know if she broke up with him. So she's like, "Let me just go myself." So she ends up going, even though she doesn't really like know him like that, yeah, or or maybe follow him like that. So and and they end up becoming like best friends, yeah. So that's yeah. So that's a uh, that's that's yeah unorthodox friendship, I guess type of movie, which I could see even them the, making that into. Now like, that you say that, I think about the intern with uh, Robert De Niro and um and Hathaway, yeah. And I've been wanting to watch that movie. So I, I watch that movie like twice. I'm like, I want to watch it again. I just love the fact their relationship and their chemistry on, on screen. Cause mm-hmm. he, he was, he was, he came, came off of like a lot of grandfather vibes. Like he was, he was always like, you need to do the right thing. And he always interjected his thoughts, even mm-hmm. though it was un, un, uh, uninvited. Uninvited, yeah. But he gave it life advices that, you know what, you like, these are the problems always. It's like uh, everything's full circle or no problems that people have now mm-hmm. has not been happened to somebody before that's experienced it that you can learn from. Yeah. 
So it's and I think that's going to fall into even that like this this unforeseen friendship and relationship that comes up from just awkward or unexpected moments. But yeah, I'm looking for. I I didn't. I don't know how. Like I, and now we're talking more about it. I'm like I could see it more of a movie. I don't, at first when I was like, how can they make it into a movie? But I guess just discussing it. Just well, it I mean, but like, okay, so um, it's not an unlikely movie if you make it as far as unlikely friendship. Because, um, so uh, Kevin Hart recently had a movie, and actually it was funny because that was a remake of a another a recent, great movie. Uh, a recent the upside movie, down. Again, upside down, which again is. Uh, the same thing with the un- unorthodox like friendship, friendship, yeah, where you know these two people that really shouldn't have met or become friends become friends, yeah. So it's great. All right, so let's get into the last topic. What you got? All right, so Sony released the teaser trailer for Spider-Man across the universe, across the across the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse yeah. Part One teaser trailer. Yeah, let's talk about that. That was fucking amazing. What was crazy to me was I'm watching the beginning of the trailer and it looked like it was a, the continuation from the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But then once you get a, a spanned it out, like you, you see full Miles Morales, you notice obviously he's like... A lot taller. Well, he's aged. He obviously is like in high college now at this point. Because he said he had... Uh, he had dorm. He's dorm. He's, he's dorm, yeah. So he's no longer in, in high school. He's in, he's in college. So I think this it was is, like his first year. Yeah, so there's so so a couple like years 17, later. Three, yeah. It was like three, four years later after the original. And then um, Gwen, what, I don't know why they call her, they didn't call her Spider-Gwen, they call her Spider-Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, they, she looks like she's she's done it many times before because she's not like surprised. I was like, hey, what's up? I'm here now. Well, he looks surprised. No, he looks surprised. Like He may be surprised that she got into the dorm room, but not surprised they've hung out like that. Like She just came by to say what's up. So... And then we have, they've, they already mentioned uh, Nicholas Cage's coming back character for uh, Noir, Spider Noir. Noir. Spider, Spider Noir, yeah. Um, they have Issa Rae, uh, which is going to be the original Spider Woman, voicing okay. the original Spider Woman. Well, it looks like in this one he's fighting a um, uh, future, was it? Uh, a 29 Miguel O'Hara. Yeah. So I think it's going to be that Miguel O'Hara is like, who's this Spider Man? And that's crossing my universe is like his. He, I need to find out who he is and stop him because mm-hmm. he might be disrupting whatever it is. And also, which I found out, oh, apparently they're gonna have the uh, Japanese Spider-Man, uh, the from the TV show. They had his own TV show in Japan. Yeah, they had like a Megazord, his own like mech. Like, well, didn't they, there was a little Japan, the little Japanese girl Spider-Man who had that? Hmm? That she had like a, the ball that that yeah. no, but he had like. Let's say Gundam Wing style, like Power Ranger style (laughs) Gundam, Mega Zord, whatever you want to call them. What 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 villains do you think they're gonna have? I don't know. They said that there's gonna be is is gonna be a villain that was tied from the original, but it's somebody so powerful they didn't expect to be. So I don't know who's gonna. Who's the most powerful villain? Who the? But that's the thing. Who, what universe is they gonna bring it from? No, the funny thing is how they're gonna look too. Because uh, I saw, so somebody took the actor who plays uh, uh, Kingpin from the uh, Daredevil universe. Yeah, because uh, I think he's gonna be the Kingpin in the new Spider-Man universe too. So, but it's funny because they made him look the way they make in, look in Spider Verse. So yeah, because <laughs> he looks so different from the first one. Well, no, no, it's just it's just the way they Spider Verse's version of Kingpin is just. Cart- like weirdly cartoonishly weird yeah because he's just like a massive massive squared body with his <laughs> little head in the middle so they did that with him and it looked so funny but um no i would like to see what uh how they portray those characters the visual looks amazing the sound they're already, pl- already playing the post malone soundtrack mm. to start it off so they i know the soundtrack i, I know the soundtrack is gonna fucking pop i know i'm i'm hands down <laughs> hands down okay and and they they still have the same the same directors I guess the same crew that created this one mm-hmm. the first one to do this one and the part two so we're already expecting two movies which is great mm-hmm. so I'm like ah oh, they're not even gonna leave it up to like what's gonna happen they were like oh, we know what's gonna happen I just next. hope it's an epic villain in order for to to justify to justify already telling us that we're gonna be two parts of this uh, it, you know what we we say in two parts because we say part one. Mm-hmm. We don't know how many parts is there. No, yeah. you're right, but it's still you're justifying yeah, that you're that gonna make, at least at least two minutes. You're gonna two. need more than two hours to tell the story. Yeah. 
up, so, to, up to four hours to tell this full story. So that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering how that's going to play out because, again, you already had Kingpin. I'm not saying Kingpin was like the strongest villain, but he was most he was more by diabolical, the one that you kind of think about the most as far as that. Yeah. So the question is who's going to be, unless this is the, they bring in the Green Goblin. Yeah, I think that would be, or Sandman. Or the Sinister Six. Sinister Six. Well, they already did Dr. Octavius, Octavia, <laughs> which was, she was a great. I liked her, I liked her, her spin on the, yeah. on Dr. Davis's ability. Yeah, I loved it. I love. I loved everything about that movie. I think that's, I think that um, Into the Spider-Verse falls into my top three ranks of all-time Spider movies. I usually, I like to use that movie as a way to test my TVs. To see <laughs> oh, the visual? Sp- yeah, to see graphically speaking how it looks. And then what do you use for sound? Dunkirk? No. <laughs> I thought you did Fifth Element. No, no, not for sound. Oh, you mean like the, the part where she sings? Yeah. Um, not always. Um, no, I, I use, I usually just test visual because speakers, I have to get the... Soundbar, something like that. Yeah, but uh, no, like um, that's a good standard to to see how visually intact your your TV is. <laughs> Fucking use that. Well, one. that and I play my favorite thing to play when I when I test the TV is that. Uh, oops, sorry about that. Um, Spider Verse and um, anything EK. No, no, my favorite favorite thing to play is the racing scene from. <sighs> Speed Racer. Yes. Oh, fuck yes. I will play that in the highest quality possible and watch that whole scene. And if I can feel it and I see it, TV's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, so check it out. Comes. It hasn't, I don't think it said it had a set date that was going to come out. I think it was going to come out next year. But let's look forward to it now that Spider-Man No Way Home is like about a week and a half away. So excited about that. But like that, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episode from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at from my mom's garage or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, concerns, questions, or topics you want us to discuss. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later.